the Wisdom Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And today our topic is living sacrifice. And what I mean by that is what does this actually mean for a new covenant believer to be a living sacrifice? So we're going to look at Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 to get a context for uh, that, that idea. Verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Okay, the first thing I want to point out is in verse 1, it says, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. What does that thought mean? I, I think what the Apostle Paul's getting at is, Our view is what we see. So when we can see the mercy of God, when we understand the eyes of our heart have seen he's merciful, he's good, he's for us. When we see his mercy, there is an enablement or an an empowering that allows us to live in a sacrificial way. You see, in the new covenant, God gives us abundant life, John 10. And out of that abundant life, we now are able to live in a sacrificial way. Oftentimes what happens is people believe that to live in a sacrificial way means that I have to hate my life and and, not, and the amount I give is never enough and I always have to give more. And so there's this constant sense of inadequacy. But in the new covenant, God is our supply. He's our source and he is unending. Therefore, we give out of that abundance and that overflow. And that's not just, that's not just uh, a theory. He is the power source for all action. And so someone on the outside may look at your life and think, how in the world did you just give your last dollar to someone who's in need? But when you realize your dad owns everything, and that's not just a little trite statement that you say, but it's a reality that's been established uh, by the grace of God, but you, you know that you know that it's true, then giving that last dollar isn't your last dollar. You know that God will supply you abundantly more than you could ask, think, or imagine, and therefore you're able to give extravagantly because you know in whom you have believed. Um, so, so from the outside, New Testament or New Covenant sacrificial living, it may look like you are giving kamikaze, but the truth is you are so full and so abundant in your understanding and awareness of God's presence, of his peace, of his life, that giving is just, it it becomes an addiction. You can't help but giving of the resources 
that you have, whether that's finances or time or emotional energy or uh, mental capacity, whatever it might be, there's this supernatural charge in the in the your five senses, in your tangible resources that that you begin to get refreshed by doing the will of God. You know, Jesus said it this way in John chapter four. He said, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me." Now that can sound like a super spiritual statement if you're not careful, but the reality is all that Jesus is saying is the will of God is fun. How many of you guys like to eat? I know that we can't show a, uh, everyone can't raise their hands over a podcast, but just for fun, if you were to think about it, everyone likes to eat. Everyone enjoys food. Most of life happens around mealtimes. And so if you think about the the analogy or the metaphor Jesus used, what's he saying? The will of God sustains me. It brings me life. It brings me joy. It's my food. It's my sustenance. It's my refreshment. When that is the mentality of, of what obedience is, then it's not scary anymore. And sacrifice all the more isn't scary. Okay, I want to keep going here in uh, verse 1. So it says, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Now notice what it doesn't say. It doesn't say offer your bodies as a dying sacrifice. (laughs) It says as a living sacrifice. And that word living in the Greek means, uh, it means enjoying real life. Having vital power in and of itself. It has the sense of uh, being invigorated, powerful, active, blessed, endless in reference to the kingdom of God. That is the description of living. And from that place of living, we can give where it doesn't just benefit us, which is the idea of sacrifice that we give where we don't may not see a direct benefit. But honestly, in the kingdom, when you give, it comes back to you. It just does. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. But there is this, there is this give and receive that constantly is at work. And honestly, you can't give anything unless you receive something. So first, you got to realize what you've received in Jesus. And from him, from his power, from his life, you're able to give. And it doesn't feel like you're trying to prove something to God or prove something to people, but you are proving that the kingdom of God is more powerful than the forces that that govern the world. This kingdom may be upside down, but it's right side up when you see the difference and you realize that, that God's the one that makes sense and the world the systems of the world begin to not make sense. Another interesting thought related to Romans 12.1 is if you read chapter 11, Paul's talking about Israel. He's talking about how they were the original chosen branch and that through um, the gent- through God's rejection of the religious Jewish system, uh, the Gentiles got grafted in, and and Paul's going back and forth. And if you think about Israel, what did they have? They had, they had the sacrificial system. They had external observances that made them right with God. If they 
they did this sacrifice on this day and the sins were cleansed and people were forgiven and they'd do it again year after year after year after year. And the high priest would offer these sacrifices. So in that context of chapter 11 and the Jewish mind that understands sacrifice through a system of, of animal sacrifices to, to be okay with God, think of it like this. Paul's saying, guys, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, under uh, looking back at Jewish history, there is this system of sacrifices. But as he comes into ver- uh, verse 12 or chapter 12, he's saying, but guys, realize the mercy of God that now you no longer need a system of sacrifices to make you okay with God because you're a living sacrifice. The the slain lamb, Jesus himself, who was who was nailed to the cross, buried and resurrected, that that God man who is the sacrifice that that was sufficient for all sacrifices that that created a cease uh, of the sacrificial system, a ceasing of that sacrificial system. He is the living sacrifice who now lives inside of you. That's the good news is now you are a walking, living sacrifice. Sacrifices are no longer outside of you. Jesus, who's within you, has become the sacrificial lamb and that sacrificial system has been put to death. So what he's saying is realize the old shadow is done and the new, the the new creation, the new living way who is Jesus, who lives in you, who connects you to the Father. He is the living sacrifice and therefore you can put the past behind you and you can move forward in this new and living way, the new covenant. That's powerful. Because, the, because being a living sacrifice isn't about what you do. It's about who you are. It's about who's in you. And when you realize who's in you, your actions will have power on them. And tangible transformation in your home, in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your school, wherever it is that God has planted you is going to happen. Because the life of Jesus is springing out of you and enabling you, empowering you, creating divine, pleasurable thoughts of loving, serving, and giving towards others. The will of God is joyful. It's fun. So with this understanding of verse 1, we look at verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So think about this. What is the pattern of the world? I would say the pattern of the world, and I've heard others say this as well, is performance. It's work really hard, to gain an identity so that people will now accept you. But the pattern of the kingdom is the exact opposite. You are accepted. You're given an identity. Therefore, you're able to work and be diligent in that work and joyful in that work and fruitful and satisfied in that work. That is 
the renewal or the trans being transformed by the renewal of the mind. And that word transformed is the same word used in Matthew 17 when Jesus is being transfigured uh, with Peter, James, and John. So if you think about that, it's literally becoming completely different, actually becoming completely a, a revealing of who you really are as our minds are renewed to this reality, our actions, our lifestyle begin to match up with the nature and character of God. In fact, that word renew, that word literally means to renovate. It's like going into an old building that's just about to be condemned and you you renovate, you pull everything out that's old and you bring something in, you bring the materials in to rebuild it from the inside out, completely brand new. It's renovated. That's what God did in Christ. He stepped into you and made you a new creation. You are not a half breed. You're not part old, part new. You are fully new. And what what happens now is we grow and mature in that newness. So it doesn't mean we've all arrived. It doesn't mean that, that there's no growing or maturing. But now it's maturing as a new creation, not just trying to get out of being an old creation. You couldn't do it. Jesus had to do it for you as you. That's Romans 6. And then it says, and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And what that's basically saying is now we can recognize the will of God. It's not approved like that's right and that's wrong. What it means is you can recognize the authentic will of God because your mind has been renewed and now you are thinking like God at some level. Now again, we're always being upgraded in our understanding of who God is, who we are in light of that, and his mission and purpose through our our lives into this world. That's that's a never unfolding revelation of Jesus and his kingdom. We will always continue to grow. There is no ceiling because God is infinite. Therefore, we can always upgrade and mature and, and all of those things, and it's wonderful. But what happens is we can, we, can, we can tell that's God. That's the way God thinks. That's the way God works. That's him doing it. Or we can tell that's not God. That's an imitation or that's an immature expression, or that's a false reality. That's not even true, and that's not even working to really see people's lives transformed. And it's not like this judgment thing where you're judging people, but you are recognizing what's authentic and what's inauthentic, and you're able to tell the difference. And there's nothing wrong with that because we don't want to waste our time in ventures that have no real potential to bring lasting transformation in someone's life. So, be encouraged. God does not require your sacrifice in the new covenant. He supplies you with faith and power because he has placed you into Christ who is life, who is abundant life. And in that perspective, in in the person of Jesus, now you're able 
to joyfully live in a sacrificial way for your family, towards your friends and coworkers, towards people that maybe you'll meet one time in life. There's this divine power to joyfully give and serve. And it looks like sacrifice, but because we are anchored in abundant life, it doesn't have to feel like like we're giving from a well that's already dry, but we're actually giving from a source that never runs dry. And that's really good news. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes so that iTunes will recommend this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care.